0: You're listening to Vermont Credit Unions On Air, a service of the Association of Vermont Credit Unions. This episode is airing during October, widely recognized as Cooperative Month, and includes International Credit Union Day on the third Thursday of the month. One in six people around the world are members of about 2.6 million cooperatives, including credit unions. Usually our podcasts focus on credit unions, but during October we thought we'd focus on a different co-op sector every week. This week we're highlighting a discussion on dairy cooperatives recorded between Roberta McDonald of Cabot and the Association's Joe Bergeron. And now, here are Roberta and Joe. I'm Joe Bergeron, President of the Association of Vermont Credit Unions, and with me is Roberta McDonald, Senior Vice President of Cabot Cheese, part of the Agamart Cooperative, a position she's held for almost 30 years. Previously, Roberta was appointed by former Vermont Governor Madeline Kunin as the state's first marketing director. Roberta's a longtime friend and strong supporter of everything co-op related across the country, but especially here in Vermont. Thanks for joining us, Roberta. It's great having you here.
1: Joe, it's really very interesting to be here with you. A podcast. <laughs> a podcast, You are yeah. so groovy. Uh, groovy. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> uh, throw me back to the 1970s. Yeah. Okay, got it. <laughs> um, I read, Roberta, that this is the hundredth anniversary year of the yes. formation of Cabot. Uh, I also read a little duty that said that uh, Cabot was formed by ninety-four, mm-hmm. give or take, families. I guess it was. I yes. presume they were farm families in in and around the Cabot area in Vermont. Uh, so, one, congratulations on the centennial anniversary. That's great uh, to you and to Cabot. And I was just wondering, you know, hey. Let's start at the beginning. What can you tell us about what About, a, about the last team? 100 years? Yeah. Because
1: I witnessed it. S-
0: some, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, a Reader's Digest version of the last 100 years. <laughs> well,
1: it's, a, it's interesting for me uh, because I love history. The, the fact that the Cabot brand was only started in the mid-'80s.
0: So what was it before that?
1: It was just, they just, was an American cheese company. Uh, it, the co-op, Cabot Creamery Co-op existed. Yeah. But the brand did not. And it was started literally uh, with a, a printer did the design you know, mid eighty five. In fact, the the brand was Rosedale, and it, some people may actually remember that.
0: So before eighty five, when I went in the store, instead of seeing something labeled with Cabot on it, it would say Rosedale.
1: It would say, well, butter was Rosedale, or it would just say American cheese. They wow. It, it wasn't until Kraft created the Vermont cheddar category. Actually, in fact, we made it for them. And very wisely, the Bill Davis said, I'm going to jump on that. And I thought it was kind of interesting. And what's, what I find fascinating is having come to Cabot in 1988 that and been a large part of the team that built the brand, is people tell me how they would visit the creamery and buy Cabot cheese, which they indeed did, but it just wasn't branded that way. Hmm. Sometimes it was just trim in bags. It wasn't actually even packaged, per se.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. I never knew any of that. (laughs) That's fascinating.
1: Well, and here's the other. Do you remember the Lois McClure? uh, Sure. The schooner that went down the canal? I want to say that was 2005. I was so tickled. These 94 farmers who put a quart of wood and five bucks up per head to start the Cabot Creamery Co-op, they gathered together to do something with their excess milk. And so turning it into butter, putting it on schooners and sailing it down to Manhattan, which the schooner carried granite from the quarries mm-hmm. and and creamery products. I just love that pluck to have used the ships to do that. So that's why we were we brought almost 125 companies different Vermont companies with us when we recreated that with wow. the Maritime Museum and wonderful donation by the lois mcclure to have that schooner built replica built
0: so the the genesis for the original cooperative 100 years ago was for these farmer vermont farmers to get their milk and whatever else i suppose it was to market it basically or to sell it to a producer or something like that right. imagine who
1: lived in cabot then if you can imagine yeah. how few now so here were people who wanted to be dairy farmers but really had no means to buggy drive if you will mm-hmm. the products too much further than a day's drive so they had to collaborate cooperate wow to get to bigger markets jumped to
0: 1985 yes. when cabot cabot brand came about so what do you know what prompted that how we went from no name or very well, names what I was saying. to cabot
1: it was if there's a new category now in cheese, American cheese, and or American cheddar cheese, I should say, then why not take advantage if the largest company in the country ha- thinks Vermont special. Let's piggyback on that. Oh, and okay, that's that's the irony is that's also the year that I did the Made in Vermont study for CUNIN. So mm-hmm. while Bill Davis is developing a brand, Roberta MacDonald, working for Madeline CUNIN, does this survey of within a driving distance or two days or so of consumers to say do you see any value in the vermont name and and really tapped into that yes we do and we vacation there and we you know we love those goods and services so i w- was at the state then telling everybody to put vermont on their labels and then uh, the irony is gosh how many years later 20 years later the S- secretary of state basically challenges us to take Vermont off our logo (laughs) Mm -hmm. because we had our our butter was then made. We moved our facility out of the Cabot plant Mm -hmm. down to Massachusetts even though we had a disclaimer and we were promoting Vermont wood products on our butter and he said, you can't do that. You're inferring you're from Vermont. Mm
0: -hmm. So So it's all because of Roberta McDonald (laughs) that that, well, hold on, it's all because of Roberta McDonald, attributable to you, that Cabot and Vermont kind of become synonymous as far as the branding, because it all came about during well, your It came start. about yeah.
1: when I was working, Jim, um, Jim Guest was the Secretary of State at the time, oh, right. and mm. Robbie Harold was the deputy, and to really document this visceral Vermont passion that people had, it wasn't just... Uh, maple syrup that there are a lot more goods and services available and yeah i i think i think at that point when the state was jerry kelly had just come into agriculture and that we took specialty food people to new york for the first time we didn't tell them they had to build twice mm-hmm. <laughs> he um the furniture makers to high point for the very first time mm. uh, several of whom have gone on to fame and fortune um Anyway, it was it was a really robust time in the development of the brand, the Vermont brand. Absolutely. Hmm.
0: What's What's happened since then? I, I mean, I know about the Agrimark part, and we'll talk about that in a second, and everything. But as far as uh, the growth, you said the Cabot brand came about in mid eighties. Yeah, they didn't. So,
1: they didn't tell me that at the top of the nineties, we also were almost bankrupt. I ooh. big lesson. Somebody that's changing companies is get to see the books before you make a leap. <laughs> um, so we've gone from bankrupt to, uh, I guess we're up to 600 million now as a company. And as a co-op, we're bigger than that because we provide milk uh, and cream to everything from friendlies to uh, people that make yogurt. We provide the cream. And so,
0: so it's not just Cabot branded products in the grocery store.
1: No, it could be other. It could be other brands and uh, anything in this region. We're the we're the largest milk provider in the region. Wow! And uh, that premier position has been held, I believe. Gosh, I think that's almost thirty years old too. Hmm.
0: So there are, from my limited knowledge, there are are a lot of ag related and and, ag related type cooperatives across the country and everything. Definitely. But are there many that are? Uh, kind of the equivalent of what Cabot has been doing hmm. and what Agrimark do, does now?
1: The largest single dairy co-op in the country, Dairy Farmers of America, mm-hmm. has a brand. I don't think they use it much. Uh, they used to, Bordens. Um, hmm. uh, I keep thinking, what I, I wish I could have had that brand to small, resurrect.
0: <laughs> yeah, small name. Yeah. Uh,
1: Land Lakes, as you know yes, well. Right. And they just acquired right. uh, Vermont Creamery. Uh, which I think is wonderful for Vermont Creamery to be part of the co-op world now. Another is um, in the Northeast, we have Welch's. Um, So, and you find the more you get into this co-op world, like Sunkissed out in California, who's been my mentor about licensing. We're trying to get Cabot into licensing. Um, The ag co-ops it's it's possible that dairy is at an inflection point. You know, I don't want to be an alarmist, but if you look at all the trends, uh, milk consumption's down. Cheese may be up, but the consumer is right now looking at plant-based to a large uh, degree. Um, I don't th- I don't think just milk in a carton is very sexy anymore for most consumers. Hmm. If they, especially if they don't know to serve it at the right room temperature. Mm-hmm. I think fortunately for us, we don't we're not in the milk business, we're in the cheese business, and that's a great thing for the dairy farmer because it's ten gallons of milk for every pound of cheese, so there's much more milk wow. disappearance. But we as a co-op, I mean, what we've done in the last few years we've we've had to close membership. We can't take new members we have uh, why, why is that The milk is the center of our business, right. right, and we assure farmers that there will always be a home for their milk. As times get tough, they add hurt. They okay. add critters, and that puts yeah. more supply, which diminishes and the du- price.
0: dilutes it's the benefit to the members. Correct. It's, okay.
1: it's a really vicious circle, and that cycle of up and down. You know, you you lose farmers, and then they come back, and you lose farmers. This has been a very troubling time. We've probably lost, gosh, I want to say a hundred in the last year, maybe maybe more.
0: So, but those aren't all from Vermont, right?
1: No, this is our membership. Is correct. You're good to point that out throughout New England and upstate yeah, New York.
0: So pretty regional. Yeah. So, how many members are are there today? But, but about? I think
1: I think I used the number yesterday, and we'll, I'll be good for at least a month. <laughs> eight fifty-three. Eight fifty.
0: 850, so that's eight hundred and fifty-three farms, farm, dairy farms, farm, farms. Yeah.
1: But if you th- about of those, almost five hundred and seventy of those are less than 100 critters.
0: Oh, so they're pretty small.
1: There's we're still the majority are, of our farmers are very very small, but yeah. it's only 20% of the milk. Uh. So, it's the bigger farms that have invested in sustainability and robotics and technology mm-hmm. that I think have the staying power. I'm I'm very worried about the small, the medium-sized farm, the very small farms, uh, that have 40 head, 50 head. I um, have been very specialized um, they, they they have enough they make enough to support their family but when you try to support several generations um, I think it's more difficult
0: so in credit union land as I think you're probably well aware you know there's been lots of consolidation over the years you know mm-hmm. when I started there were you know 22,000 plus credit unions nationwide and now we're down between five and six thousand in um, similar numbers, but on a smaller scale, in Vermont specifically. So, in the dairy industry that that feeds, no pun intended, cabbages, you know, product and whatnot, um, is it a case of consolidation, or is it just family farms? Just they plain go out of business.
1: They plain go out of business.
0: So it's not it's not like one farm combines with another one so much.
1: There but, there have been several of those in Vermont, and uh, you know. But appreciate if we have 853 members, and over half of those are in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. What you're really seeing throughout New England is the pressure of the cost of land. Hmm. You know, you're competing with development. I can I can retire now and have let people build houses on my farm and and do right. better job. Right. So it's. It's it's those kinds of pressures that are pushing some of the farmers out. If you're in the very remote parts of the of the New England upstate, Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, New York, we're only our our biggest farm count say is 450 of upstate New York. We represent less than 15 percent of the remaining farmers in upstate New York. Hmm. And you put up a plant, say a certain yogurt company, they buy the milk they want and need but not necessarily all that the farmers in their area take so that's why a co-op is such a protection for the farmers Mm -hmm. and those what i'm really proud of are the 80-odd that also hedge they're doing their own little businesses um making cheese and pudding and doing whatever it takes to stay on the farm
0: so Eighty of the eight
1: hundred and fifty-three. Let's say ten percent have their own value-added uh, like business, side business, mm-hmm. so to speak. And most of them are working with credit unions. I mean, hmm. I don't know of a farm that could work with a traditional bank, both for the patience, the rates, the the understanding of the pressures. Um, I mean, I think we wouldn't we wouldn't have grown without credit unions and, and I don't mean that insincerely, but we had no marketing money, but it was yep. the electric co ops in North Carolina that put when they still had Mail Joe, you remember Mail Vaguely, yeah. Yeah, when you, yeah. you, know, when you mm-hmm. did membership yeah. mailings. Right. They would put cabot coupons in the sure in the in the bills. Sure. Or they would I'm thinking in Florida, um, Co-ops, credit unions, all up and down the East Coast, went out of their way to signal, "Hey, there's a cheese company that counts um, right here." I don't know if you knew when um, City Market opened mm-hmm. the this in in southern in South Burlington. Right. We did the. You became a member if you joined the credit union, and you got a Cabot gift Oh yes, yes, So, so that collaboration ha- has always been at our heart with co-ops and credit unions.
0: Well, I know Cabot, you know, through your um, your marketing leadership, has had a lot of uh, cross pollination with other kinds of cooperatives all well, all over the country. But you know, not just around here, but up and down the East East Coast and whatnot. And you've had, Definitely. you've worked with other credit unions before and other kinds of cooperatives to promote different fundraising events and 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 you know cross promote each other's services and whatnot. So that's awesome.
1: It's been. I can tell you that not all credit unions are created equal. Um the credit unions that I know around here, I I they're they're real people helping real people. Mm-hmm. I can remember in one of the largest states in our country I went to an alliance of uh the credit unions and was asked to speak and also judge their print material. Mm-hmm. It was bank lookalike. Oh. You know, very whereas when I went to Oklahoma and I can tell you this young woman came running up, having heard me at one of the regional things, and she said, look at my annual report. Look at it. Look at it. Because we produced an owner, owner's manual. Uh-huh. We don't call it an annual. It's an owner's manual. Sure. And so she had taken their annual report, turned it into an oh, owner's I manual, see. and put Mylar on the cover so that people would look at themselves when they looked at the report <laughs> about the credit union. Clever. So proud of her.
0: Clever. Oh, nice. So I've mentioned the word Agrimark a couple times, sure. and I'm not sure that everybody listening understands what the connection uh, and how between Cabot and Agrimark is, and how Agrimark came onto the scene and what it was before there was a connection with Cabot and all that kind of stuff.
1: Agrimark saved us um, when we were almost bankrupt. Agrimark um, was one of three different groups that were bidding to our 400 farm families then mm-hmm. uh, for ownership of the of the co-op, and it was an outside. Big money guy. In fact, a guy that just turned turned around Twinkies and made several billion dollars. And then there were concerned producers and there were uh, concerned bankers. But Agrimark came in hat in hand and said, you know, we're a co-op. Merge with us. And that's ultimately what the membership decided to do. So Agrimark, as terrible as the name is, I think it sounds like industrial cleaner,
0: <laughs> stands for
1: agricultural marketing. Oh. And it was actually coined Never by... Uh, a wonderful, in fact, uh, last year's um, Hall of Fame Vermont Hall of Famer uh, Bob Foster. Yeah. And he th- always thought there was a way we could market all kinds of ag products, not just milk. He had a real vision about that, and I couldn't agree with him more. But but there's there's so little time and so much to do. We've sort of stayed in the milk channel or in the cheese channel.
0: So your farm family, the 850 or so. Are owners of AgriMark as a cooperative
1: there and this is a technicality that yeah. I'm going to address right on because uh, we're a Delaware corporation that owns brands AgriMark AgriMark okay. is and it's a co-op yeah. but the stock is held by the board members who vote uh, to represent the members so it's it's a lot like the house of representatives we have voting Mm -hmm. reps we have individual farmer families we have voting representatives they in turn elect a board and the board holds the stock Hmm. of for the co-op and people will say oh that means they own it and it's it doesn't they're holding it for the membership it's a and, and at some point i think there's something we could do to flip that around legally but it doesn't really matter all votes are still held, still public, and still from the membership. So,
0: so I saw someplace, maybe it was the Agamark website, maybe it's Cabot's, I don't know which. There's like a, I want to say about a 14-member board of directors of Agamark. Yes, that's and, what I'm saying. I said it's and, 17, but it's 14. Right, okay. Yeah. So whatever the number is, those folks are all farmer representatives from throughout oh, yeah. the Northeast, right? There,
1: there, there's a board member for, I want to say, every 40 farm. There's a voting rep for every 40 farms, and then they in turn, I can't remember... No, it's there's a board member for every forty farms, so that's why there's that's why I don't know if it's seventeen or fourteen. Sure. but they're, but they are all dairy farmers, some big, some small. You know, mm. they represent the whole gambit right. of the membership.
0: And a couple of those board members are from Vermont. I think I saw
1: Paul Doughton, uh, Paul Percy. Yes, interesting. Huh. And Paul and and uh, Paul Percy is probably one of the most. He's the one that owns the farm fields. Right against the bike path in Stowe, hmm. so he's just—he is a marvel to me. Talk about something that could sell out and be a multimillionaire. He wants to be a dairy farmer. He runs three dairy farms. He gave the land so there could be a bike path in Stowe. And Paul Doten's the same way. You just—you just love them that they want to keep their land where it is and not—not not live a different, acquisitive life, if you as it were.
0: So about. About when did that uh, merger happen between Agrimark it and Cabot? It was
1: 1992,
0: Nin- early 90s. So, and then Agrimark thereafter chose to keep the Cabot brand.
1: Well, right? for a while it was both co-ops, but then they restructured, and, and now they own Macadam Cabot, and they also own the Agrimark brand itself because that's known in 25 countries for our whey protein that's shipped around the globe. Hmm,
0: interesting. It um, has been. <laughs> Yeah, pretty a, a little complicated, but um, it is. But it's, it's, it's all within the a, some a co-op structure. Guess how
1: many people we employ?
0: I have n- hundreds, just, many yes, hundreds. Yes, just I don't just know.
1: in Vermont alone, it's 900 employees. Wow. Yeah, and most people don't, and they're all manu. They're they're we're probably one of the largest manufacturers in the state, certainly of consumer products.
0: I wanted to guess 900 because yeah. I I'd be thinking only. Um, only Cabot, and I know there's a couple of Cabot locations in Vermont, but there's an Agrimark facility someplace in Vermont too. Is I think well, or is that a Cabot facility in Middlebury?
1: It's a it's an, everything is Agrimark. Okay. But at at the Middlebury facility, we make Cabot cheese, but we also make Agrimark whey proteins.
0: Got it. So all the facilities that I see around are all well, the Agrimark cooperative. Correct. But some of them might be have more Cabot related like, branding, to correct? Because like in Cabot, Cabot trucks coming and going, right? And we would like
1: at right? Cabot itself, we're only making Cabot products. Got it. In Chateauguay, New York, yep. we're making both Cabot and uh, Macadam products. Mm-hmm. In M- Massachusetts, we're making Cabot butter, we don't have a Macadam butter, yeah, and we're making a lot of the whey protein that you're seeing, it's also our balancing plant. It's how they take, they keep the price up. They take milk out of the system um, to, to so that it's not flooded. Say during the holidays when mm-hmm. you just have nowhere, there's not another ounce to be made anywhere. All the plants mm-hmm. are at 100% capacity. You can always powder it. It's not profitable, but at least it's not going to waste.
0: So besides the reduction in the number of farms, or at least in this part of the country, what are the challenges these days for a dairy cooperative?
1: Uh, Fast. The biggest one is when you you see these, um, I just get so irritated. Major brands of yogurt, for instance, um, are talking about how they do such good things for their employees or their farmers. When you don't have to take milk 24-7, it's very easy to talk a good game. But when you have to take it 365, 24/7, you don't get to say how much milk you need that week to make cheese, you know, or that or yogurt or butter. You have to take it all, and you have to do something so the farmers have a guaranteed market for their milk. the The biggest pressure I I've got so many it's it's why I'm looking at licensing. Um, my boss Ed Townley, who is retiring in May, he's leaving May. Uh. Told me a couple of years ago, I want you to make money, Roberta. And <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, let's see with milk. Let, that me and Pepsi will come up with a new idea still. Sure. But it occurred to me that here's that, that
0: sounds <laughs> disgusting, by the way, Pepsi and milk. <laughs> it,
1: it it occurred to me that you know we should be in other categories, right? Take the Cabot brand that stands for something, and let's. So we're coming out with dog treats in a couple months. For real. For real. For wow. reals. As my kids would say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so dairy infused dog treats of Correct. some sort. Correct. It's yeah, uh,
1: wow. yeah, it's pretty exciting, um, but it's licensing. And again, my mentor from Sunkist, who uh, used to own some big office supply company that he sold to Staples, just to, he just he thinks working for a co-op's just a gas. Even though he's a bazillionaire, they most of Sunkist, which you know. It, it is licensed. It's, that's that's how they have licensed the co-op brand. And and I think of Florida Natural. That's only seven farmers, but they do so many things by licensing. Welch's license the brand. So
0: when you talk about licensing, because mm-hmm. this is a little foreign and credit union land, so when you talk about <laughs> licensing for of, of your brand, that's yeah. really what you're doing, is allowing your brand name to be used on some, something else. Something else
1: that you didn't necessarily
0: make. Right. So, but, but do you... I suppose it'd be by choice, but would Cabot or Agamark, in this case, you know, put some minimum requirements on oh, yeah. something else, whatever you should it is? see
1: so, yeah. uh, Dave Kozerski, our quality assurance, and Julie Nodler, they are like, they're the quality police, and they're mm. not going to let anything out there that doesn't meet human and ex- excess of human health standards, you mm. know, so it's it does have to meet all the right criteria. But I'm I'm kind of interested. We don't have the money to invest in machine and equipment, though there's... Sure. 23 billion invested in the state of Vermont in that there's that's it the farmers don't have any more but I'd love to see a refrigerated mac and cheese so we're talking to somebody about licensing our brand for mm. that so the farmers won't make all the money but they'll make a good sum yeah good goodwill right they have invested I I did this picture once it's over 20 miles of cape cod property is what they own in shelf Having bought slotting across the country, they will never see the value of that unless they sold the company. Mm. So this is some way. Hopefully, we can help get some of that value back to them now when they need it.
0: So in a dairy cooperative, and I'm not limiting this to Agamark specifically, but just generically speaking, or maybe there's big differences between them. I don't know, but I, you know, in in a credit union, we return. Um, Profit, if you want to call it that, to members by way of rates and fees. Mm-hmm. So lower, you know, make more favorable rates and fees, and what they could get elsewhere. And that's extremely the benefit of, the, of, of being the cooperative. Thank you. Um, in a dairy co-op, is it all about um, the better price the farmer can get by consolidating with other farmers through the cooperative, or is there actually some kind of return that a farmer might get in some instances?
1: Okay, so. S- it is not perfectly equivalent because right. the the biggest thing we assure them is no matter how much milk you make, we we'll will find a home for it. Okay. So that's that's one thing the co-op does. Well, that's a big one. It's a huge one. Yeah. And they're going to have to limit that. I mean, for, for, for life, they're going to have to, and they're trying, they're wrestling with that now. How do you put uh, supply management on it? Canada, for instance, has supply management because they also do underwriting, greater underwriting of the dairy farmers. But they are paid then on a percent of the milk they ship us their share of the profit. Mm-hmm. We return by law have to return twenty percent of the profit to the members. I think they've returned forty percent most years. And then any um, any leftover that's divided up by the by the weight of milk they've shipped. So
0: how is it returned to members? Is Cash. It oh, okay. So somebody writes a check at the end of the year or they or do something. they we used or to
1: call it the 25th check those years are kind of gone because y- do you understand equity right sure. okay yeah. so part of their they have to pay a certain amount into equity uh for mm-hmm. the co-ops cash flow operating capital as you were but but that depends how long they've been in the co-op some have fulfilled the, the equity right okay. so they'll get more back than those that maybe started shipping 10 years ago, five years ago, because they haven't reached that equity ceiling.
0: So it's like a vesting concept. Correct. Kind of.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
0: Or Earlier, when you mentioned Land Lakes and Borden, and I forget what other names you might have thrown out, it made me think, you know, you walk into the grocery store, you see in the dairy case, you know, products branded Cabot, Land Lakes, maybe Borden.
1: And Tillamook now.
0: OK. Um, and they're all cooperative mm-hmm. behind them somehow. Um, I'm I'm thinking that some promote their cooperative, the cooperativeness or cooperative aspect more than others, like Cabot very much. Some others lesser degrees or or not at all. Why does you know? Incredibly, I can answer this question, but for you or or Agrimark and Cabot, you know, what is the benefit to um, letting consumers know? That they're buying a product that is supported mm. and owned by, you know, farm family members and so on and so forth. And it does. It may or may not say. I don't. I can't remember whether all the packaging says co-op on it someplace it or not. Okay.
1: It, it used to say owned by farm families because right. for a while there, co-op what, was kind of a. Yeah. It was kind of like a hippie, socialistic yeah. thing. Right. Right. Um, co-ops are back on the rise from consumers, and yes, we've always featured it. But I, but I think Welch's very recently I want to say the bef- last 10 years started featuring it REI just came out as a right. cooperative um, the trouble with the consumer we sell in a category that is very very price sensitive so in our category primarily cheese half of the cheese sold in the country is sold on is generic or, or house brands, price brands. So all the brands compete for that other 50%. And we are blessed by proximity to Boston and New York. Let me, let me be the first to tell you that mm-hmm. you know, I'm not shipping to St. Louis because it's the largest city in the United States. We, we can drive to New York in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're blessed with access to population. If I told you in downtown Berry, Joe, downtown Randolph, People would think Cabot's a local brand, but I don't think you'd get a 100% answer that we're owned by farm families, even though we've been in parades for 30 years, we've said it on the packaging. Right. It doesn't it doesn't permeate because there's... You remember the late 90s, you, me, Avram, we did that profile on... Uh, I guess when the electric co-ops were under some scrutiny by the legislature for change, we most people over half of vermont is a member of one co-op or another but Mm -hmm. they don't realize that right they don't they don't they didn't see credit unions as a co-op and and until you my dear i can represent this broadly really stood up and were part of the national cooperative board um, was part of the marketing alliance among the credit unions most credit unions did not self-identify as a co-op
0: well and and partly Due to the fact that, well, what you already referenced—that the, the term co-op or cooperative had this tarnished kind of right. image—and
1: not profit. They somehow they seemed it was not profit. Right. What?
0: Right, <laughs> right. right. I'm, I'm guessing that in the grocery store or dairy case, Cabot, Land O'Lakes, Borden—if you still see it—and the the uh, Tillamook that you mentioned. Tillamook, yeah. They're all competing with each other, right?
1: Uh, Land O'Lakes is still the biggest butter. We, c- you know, they were a pain in their tuchus. Um Tillamook has succeeded in parts where of the country. They're they're the number one single skew in the country for their medium cheddar cheese. They can't make extra sharp like we do. They they never will be able to. So, depending on the flavor or the part of the country, we kind of have our own territory, as it were. They are coming into Florida, so there's a lot of snowbirds. We'll see if that sticks. Um, I called them up and asked them to dinner when we started selling in Portland before we even went into the market and said, hey, co-op to co-op. We're coming in. We invited them to our B Corp party. We had 100 different companies come and welcome us to Portland, Oregon. And they said, sure, sure. And then, but they didn't reciprocate when they went into Tampa. <laughs>
0: sure. <laughs> So I imagine that, and I may be way off base on this, but I'm I'm just guessing. I asked you about, um, you know, what's the benefit of Cabot promoting itself as part of a cooperative and farmer-owned and whatnot? So, you know, people in Vermont and upstate New York where Cabot actually has a presence and you see trucks running all over the place and you see buildings that say Cabot on them or mm-hmm. Agmark, whichever, um, in this part of the country... Um, I, I'm not. I'm just guessing. I'm not sure that people recognize that Cabot slash Agrimark is a cooperative, so much as they recognize that Cabot is local to them. That's right, somewhat local to them. So either way, when they go in the aisle, and yes, they may be price sensitive, but most people in this neck of the woods, or many people in this neck of the woods, you know, will gravitate towards Cabot unless they're very price sensitive, let's say. So what happens in other parts of the country? You just mentioned like Portland, Oregon. In Portland, Oregon, is Cabot just another brand in the dairy case like everybody else?
1: First of all, you have to think of, you can't imagine, there's the, the shelves in Portland, Oregon. I still am overwhelmed. There's a There's a cheese case that's like three times longer than anything we've seen here. Hmm. And it's all orange. So you see these two little white bars. We have two facings. And the one thing we have going for us is if we can get people to try it, you still can't beat the extra sharp. The West Coast has a very um, mild palate preference. So we won't be able to compete significantly because that's not what we're known for. Right. Um, what I love in Texas is you'll see retail prices for us for, that are twelve bucks. I mean, they think we're the we're the we're the artisan cheese. The gourmet, yeah. <laughs> wow. uh, and indeed, thanks to Jasper Hill and our partnerships with them, you know, we do have a very high-end cloth bound that just won you know best for the American Cheese Society. Mm-hmm. But that's a that shows you the partnership, mm. and and we've always always taking other cheese companies with us no matter where we go we never just have an event without other co-ops or B corps or Vermont companies
0: looking ahead um, where do you think that the dairy cooperatives Agrimark included <clears throat> and others are headed in the future and the farms that support them because they're dependent upon member mm-hmm. farms right
1: do I do I get to be really honest
0: I well, I hope so. I, I don't know what your employer... Do you think anyone's wrote. really listening? I mean, no, this will be a real it's, test. It's just you and me. Just go Just for us, Joe. Yeah.
1: Um, I really like to play the sell the brand. Sell it now while you can. Um, I think the world's getting really crazy. I think there's a lot of cash in the world. I don't think people know where to put it. Um, I don't know if but i do say to my farmers if for me 20 years down the road if you can stay in business i do believe that with climate change we're in we can grow food on these farms we can feed our neighbors i think this is the future of the 1% in this region
0: and with that do you think that there's an opportunity maybe there's an opportunity is there a benefit to Different cooperative sectors, um, working together somehow.
1: Uh, we wouldn't have to spend a dime on advertising if we just—if you bought cabbage cheese and also committed to being a member of a credit union, shop at a food co-op. You know, when you have a choice, choose a co-op. Whether it's for a utility, when you have a choice, choose co-op. Not a lot of areas, I think that's why electric co-ops had such a bad rap for so long. There was no choice. I mean, without electric co-ops, there wouldn't have been power in the the whole middle of the United States. So there's always this bifurcated attitude, I think, about them. But I think of ACE and uh, True Value and what purchasing co-ops have done to let Main Street stay vibrant up against these big box stores. There there would be no way to have uh, the individual car hardware store I think of that for carpet one or flooring with purchasing co-ops What that what that enables. Um, so it depends on if people really care because one of the things that I watch now with a little bit of sorrow is this commitment to sustainability and yet I see young parents buying this plastic stuff that you know squeezes the baby's food or th- there's so much waste in, in 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 but they have no time so i understand the press of time but but they're facing the same problems we faced as boomers or i'm a boomer you're probably not where you oh, had, i am. okay I am definitely yeah well we all we could do was be for civil rights um, not so hot about the vietnam war but we never seem to be for anything and so one of the things i feel very strongly about is i am for co-ops because it and, and i go out of my way to choose co-op and everything every whether it's something i buy something i wear where i shop there there's just something that feels secure about it and i i don't feel like i'm getting ripped off or ripping anyone else off i'm caring about my community in a tangible way
0: so back to um, about 2008, 2009, well, the mortgage meltdown yes. and the, the Great Recession and all that you know, credit unions, in an, in an odd kind of way, derived some benefit from that, or at least um, you know membership and image benefit and whatnot, because all of a sudden it became you know cool to do business with a cooperative. Um, and the big banks, you know, the, the, the wall, anybody, that, anybody that had bank in their name got, you know, kind of a bad rap, deservedly or not, uh, just because they had the, the word bank in their name. Because um, they all got thrown into that Wall Street bank kind of category as far as the media was concerned and everything. So credit unions being cooperatives, you know, benefited and There were lots of, you know, financial service advisors that were recommending go do business with a credit union because it's a cooperative and it's, you know, not like a Wall Street bank and so on and so forth. Um, and so since then, and this kind of tapered off of late, but uh, you know, it's been, you know, people have been more readily seeking out uh, credit unions as cooperatives um, than they were previously. So, do you think any of that has been true for um, dairy? Cooperatives like Cabinet Agrimark or food co-ops or electric uh, utilities or whatever else—it's just a good time to be a cooperative.
1: I think it's a good time to be a co-op, but remember, you've got benefit banks now. You, you've got a different kind of competition, which is right. which is people c- certifying that they they have a three sixty degree view of all the stakeholders in their in their income stream and. So benefit banks make me bristle about even more confusion about credit union, okay? Mm -hmm. But that says, that also speaks to benefit anything. Like I really did not want us to seek B Corp certification initially because they said, but we're a co-op. We already do things right. But it doesn't mean that we certify it. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Yes. And benefit companies are certified, are audited. Got it and i and so i think that people are pretty inured to just greenwashing and language i don't know a consumer today that isn't utterly confused on what to do mm-hmm. so much as we survived that the the bank tanking a lot of it was because we didn't overextend ourselves <laughs> Sure, <laughs> we we didn't have the cash to right lend willy-nilly yeah and it's kind of how we survived the depression we we didn't We didn't even know it was going on vermont was pretty (laughs) hand-to-mouth as it was so i think we're in 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 times of change now it's about we're being gaslighted in so many ways so so many levels of government and business that i do hope that community first and i think co-ops own that principle about community and and dedication to membership so i I hope that something like the Opportunities Credit Union or ones that are making the difference for the new Americans mm-hmm. uh, that are working with companies like Rhino Foods to make sure people get a good start, Right. right. well, credit unions have been doing that forever. Yep. They're, my, they're my true heroes, credit unions. And it's the ones that demutualize or are just bad business people. But well, that's going to happen anywhere, right? I
0: don't know. Well, thanks. You've done it twice now. Thanks for the plug for credit <laughs> unions. From a oh, uh, big believer, a, a true cooperator, but from the ag industry, and uh, and I assure everyone, there's been no exchange of funds here to get you to say anything. We, it's totally unprompted. Right?
1: We would not be in business without Cobank. I mean, right? We would not be around. They they owned. I think at one point they owned 91 percent of us. <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: Great conversation. Uh, we've been going for a while now. Um, anything that kind of gets to the end of my list. Okay. Anything you can think of that we haven't touched on now, that? No I just you hope really if I if
1: I screwed up any numbers like I was trying okay. to run through, is it six hundred and thirty five in Vermont or nine hundred probably six hundred and thirty five in in Vermont employees. And the board members, I just can't remember, but they all are dairy farmers um, and. Uh, I really appreciate you, Joe. I don't think anyone listening to you understands the impact you've had nationally or the the sort of the the ribbons of of war that you've earned uh,
0: ribbons of war
1: <laughs> well because it is a war it is a war against uh, good businesses that give a damn and uh, you've been you've been on the front line of that, and you do even though you're so buttoned up, nobody would believe you're really a mushball. <laughs>
0: Mushball. I can't you're think. Gonna, that. You're going to cut that mush out, mush out bowl, aren't you? I, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't been called a mushball before, and I'm not sure what that is, so I might leave it in.
1: It just means uh. a real softy. You have a big heart, mm-hmm. and you get you get the value of this. I I love that Association uh, Credit Union, I'll go back to that, understands that somebody on the poverty line does not have the time to make a dental appointment or call during work because they're on the line. Lo- they, they don't have hours that can help show up at the school. So they're really, they're really collaborating in a very vivid, visceral way for people. And I think that's what co-ops are best about. It's really helping in a way that counts.
0: Great observations, Roberta, and thank you for all your compliments, and and mostly, you know, for all the insights about uh, dairy cooperatives and the history of Cabot and Agrimark, and because you know, all of a, most people, not all people, but most people listening to this, you know, if they are either from Vermont or have been to Vermont or in the Northeast someplace, they have some familiar with Cabot, but I bet they didn't know a lot of the historical and the structural kinds of points that you you brought to us today
1: you're a dear could i just say one more thing please do i i can tell you we've won so many awards for our taste that the local media now really don't run it they do not run it anymore it's like oh gosh cabot's won another award but that's the most remarkable thing are our cheesemakers that we just won american cheese society the best new sophie it's 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 incredible to me. It shows the dedication of the employees who are very grateful to the farmers for a livelihood that has graduated a lot of kids from college.
0: (laughs) And all of those awards, those number ones, are all because of a cooperative. Correct. Uh, So that's awesome.
1: Thank you, Joe.
0: Thank you, Roberta. And uh, with that, we've reached the end of another Vermont Credit Unions On Air podcast and hope you have found it informative. You can hear all of our previously recorded podcasts by searching for Vermont Credit Unions On Air in the iTunes store or at soundcloud.com. If you have ideas for a podcast on something you'd like to hear about, send it to podcast at Vermont Credit Unions with an s.coop. Until our next podcast, this is Joe Bergeron and
1: Roberta McDonald
0: at the Association of Vermont Credit Unions, thanking you for listening.